That's Sarah Hiltz with a live version of Best I Can Believe from her latest release, Beauty in the Blue. Originally from Chatham, Ontario, and now based in Toronto, Sarah has been turning heads with the quality of her songwriting, which dips from folk into jazz. Her latest album, Beauty in the Blue, was produced with Kevin Howley from Running Red Lights and features songs written while riding the rails across Canada as part of the Via Rail Artists on Board program. 
And Sarah Hiltz is our special guest in the Folk Roots Radio studio today. Great to have you in the studio with us today. It's so nice to be here. Really nice to be here. Well, I have to say, I love it when people bring a guitar and play for us. <laughs> You're an artist that's been on our radar for quite a while. My good friend Dale Butler always says wonderful things about you. Mm -hmm. uh, I think because you're new to, to this show, I'm going to give you a chance to, to, to talk a little bit about your music. Sure. Uh, tell us how you got started. My dad is a musician, so he was always playing playing tunes. And when I was really young, I was three years old, actually, listening to music in, in my parents' living room and thinking, this is what I want to do when I grow up. I want to make music. And that's just always been my goal since that young age. So I started playing guitar when I was 12 and writing songs right away from then. And I would play, um, uh, you know, at school, I would play at church. And uh, I started actually singing with my dad in pubs in Chatham from that young age, even just singing harmony and, and doing the songs that I had written. And uh, it's just grown from there. When you moved from Chatham to Toronto, was mm -hmm. that because it's a better place to, to be making music? Yeah, yeah. It's hard to make a full-time career of music in Chatham, I find. It's it's a struggle. So uh, I thought, if I'm going to give it a shot, I should really try to get to a bigger center where I'm going to have the opportunity to meet more people who are involved in the music industry. And, and that's why I thought I wanted to stay in Canada rather than going to New York or L.A. or Nashville, which are, I'm sure are great, but I, I just uh, I, I wanted to stay on home ground for the time being. So Toronto seemed like the right choice. So tell us a little bit about your recorded work. Uh, I'm not sure what number album Beauty in the Blue is for you. I mean, it depends on where you start counting. <laughs> where you start, yeah. <laughs> My first EP I did when I was really young, about 13 or 14. So that that one, I, I usually, uh, I, I don't count that one. It has the first song I ever wrote on it. And, and what that, sort of song was that? It was a song I wrote about a fight I had with my friend when I was 13. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I usually start counting at the album How Many Fires. It was my first full-length album, and, and it was the first one that I was producing myself as well. So that was released in 2009, and we recorded the whole thing, 10 tracks, in, in four weeks with a lot of produced band parts and everything and uh, some string arrangements that I, I tried to do. Yeah, so that was that was good. My first kind of real project that I, w I had a little bit more creative say in, I'd say. After that, I did a project that was for a music festival that happened in Chatham. They called it, what did they call it? CK on the Edge. So it was sort of inspired by the concept of Fringe. And, and they asked me to put together a proposal for a show. So I had a, a collection of songs that I had written that were about really specific events that had happened in my life and so I wrote letters to the subjects of the song and, and they I did them all in different styles of calligraphy I learned how to do calligraphy for that project and then I I did spoken word I read the letters aloud concurrently with the songs and so then I put out a little EP that had copies of those handwritten songs and it came in an envelope but I put a wax seal on them <laughs> and when people would buy it I would write their name in calligraphy as if it had been an envelope addressed to them so that was the second and then I did a little EP of Christmas tunes just four tunes I worked on that actually while I was on the train and just finished up kind of some of the video stuff for that album or EP 
And then I did a jazz album, which was recorded all live off the floor with a bunch of my favorite standards. Um, and that one's called Till the Sun Falls. And that brings us to Beauty in the Blue. Which was from last year, 2017. Last year, yeah, in yeah. November. Yeah. Tell us about making that album. The interesting thing is that, you know, learning more about your music. I mean, you're a singer-songwriter. There's clearly some of the folk tradition in there. But what struck me is that you do have very strong jazz leanings. And there's some experimental sides to this. You know, there's a, yeah. a little ambient feel to some of these tracks <laughs> on the album. Yeah. Yeah. So for each song, I kind of would just sit down and and try to think about what I really want it to feel like, you know, what a, when I, when somebody listens to the recorded version, what do I want them to experience while they're listening it, listening to it? Um, and so sometimes it just, it, I wanted to create more of an atmosphere in a song, right? That's, that's not just, that kind of goes beyond the lyrical storytelling into, into, you know, really setting a tone where you can just sort of get lost in, in the recording, I hope, you know, and this album, I think is the closest I've come to being able to achieve that. Yeah. And it just, it takes, it takes a lot of hands to make that happen. Right. I might have a concept in my head, but I can't play all the instruments that are on the album. So it just comes down to working with the musicians. And I had, I had great people in the studio with me who really got behind what I was trying to say and, and create you know, experientially for listeners. My guitar player, uh, Dave Puzak, he's he's an old friend. I've known him since I was a teenager. But this is the first time we've worked on a recording together. And it was just, it was a great time. I would I was able to tell him, like, I want this guitar solo to kind of <laughs> express, you know, the opposite side of what I'm talking about in the story. And, and I would just sort of say something pretty abstract to him. But I, I felt like when he played the notes, you know, at that the emotion that I was trying to convey was coming through in his playing. That just happened with a lot of a lot of different people who played on the record. And you produced the album with Kevin Howley from Running Red Lights, who are yes. another Toronto band, right? They are, yeah. Yeah, so my guitar player Dave plays with that band, so that was how I got to know everybody in that group. And they're all really great people that I love a lot. And we did a tour together in Ireland and in the UK a few years ago. And so that's kind of when I really developed relationships with the, the people in that band and and uh, was looking to do another album. And Kevin is super supportive of the music I'm making. Um, so it just it was a it was a really good fit working together. Yeah. So tell us about the songwriting. You know, I love the story of writing the songs well, riding the rails yeah. between Toronto and Vancouver and you know the the Via Rail program is just so cool I, mm -hmm. I have to say I I think it's such a smart thing for them to be doing mm -hmm. but a great opportunity for young, young musicians like yeah, yourself definitely. to to be able to to get out there and you know not only cross the country but have fun doing it as well yeah do you find songwriting quite easy um I mean I don't think it's it's not easy um, it's, it's definitely work. I, I really enjoy it though. Uh, I think that the thing for me is that it's finding time to do it. If I sit down and, and just decide I'm going to work on some songwriting, I can usually come up with something that I like, you know, but it's, it's just, it, sometimes it takes a while, right? So sometimes I might have to work for 10 hours before I have something that I'm ready to share 
with the world, you know, that's, that's even close to being at that point. And sometimes it's hard to set that much time aside at once or to know that there's not going to be disruption that's going to pull you out of it. Are you a songwriter that, you know, works on a melody first and then, you know, starts to think about what lyrics you'd like to put that with that? Or, you know, some of your lyrics seem quite poetic and I just wondered Mm -hmm. whether you actually had the lyrics or the lyrical ideas crafted before you actually start to to think about what a song would be like. I usually, I usually do the the song, the lyrical writing partly first. I don't have it finished. So that what I would end up doing a lot on the train, because I can't actually just be jamming out in my little cabin there. You're not supposed to make a lot of noise. I bet the other passengers <laughs> wouldn't want to hear me sing the same verse 20 times in a row. <laughs> so what I end up doing is writing a lot of prose on the train and just taking that time to kind of reflect and you know figure out what it is that I'm thinking about and kind of try to delve a little bit more into my subconscious and and bring up some of those thoughts and and make them a little bit clearer to myself and put it in words on paper so that I I know what it is I want to say you know what it is I want to communicate in a song and then when I have time usually in my own space at home I I feel like melodies that part of songwriting for me isn't that difficult like I, I I do some jazz improvisation vocally. So I, I might, I would play a lot of jazz standards, right? And sometimes I'll just improvise over the changes, uh, doing some scat singing. So coming up with a melody, that part is pretty fun and it can be pretty quick. It's the lyrics and, and knowing what it is I want to say in a song that takes longer. So the train uh, gives me time and space to do that because you've got nowhere to go. Right? <laughs> You're just sitting still for four days I mean, for me, it is because I'm usually traveling west and, and back to Toronto from out west. So, yeah, I, and you're just staring out a window at really beautiful Canadian scenery. And uh, I sometimes will just make it an exercise of trying to describe what it is I'm seeing out the window or, or describe interactions that I'm either a part of with other passengers or witnessing between passengers. And it's it's just a, there's just all kinds of fertile ground there for finding something to talk about you know yeah certainly train travel has that hypnotic feel you know that the way that the carriages tend to shake and yeah. and the fact as you say you know you you're staring out the window you know looking at the countryside it's probably a pretty good place to actually get mm-hmm. creative yeah as long as you don't make too much noise exactly right <laughs> tell us about the first song you played for us that was best i can believe Best I can believe. I, that one, I did write lyrics for that on the train as I was crossing the prairies. So it was a, a trip I took in the summertime on the train. And uh, there was a lightning storm one night. So I went up and was sitting in the dome car and nobody else was up there. It was just me by myself. And, and the sky stayed light for so long. I, it was about 10 p.m. before it, it started getting actually really dark. But it was like natural fireworks. Just the, the sky just kept changing color. It was really, really beautiful. And at the time, I was just thinking about a particular friend of mine and, you know, where our, where our friendship was at in that moment. And it was just kind of that natural setting and the thing that was sort of weighing heavy on my mind. I was just writing about that. And then later, when I set it to melody, I just am flipping through my notebook of, you know, what have I written lyrically that it, that sort of is going to suit the, the melody that I've created and then I'm and then I kind of will 
take from that prose and create more poetic lyrics if it's, you know, not rhyming yet. <laughs> oh, it's great. I love to hear the stories behind the music. Let's play another track. What are you going to play for us? Um, I'm going to play the first song I ever wrote that was inspired by the train travel. Uh, and it's called How to Pour Whiskey for Strangers. Because I, I spent my, my last evening on the train of the first trip with four strangers I had met that day. When you're traveling on the train, if you're there for four days, you kind of start to feel like you get to know people. You know, I had my friends on the train that I had been eating my meals with or spending some of my downtime with. And on the last evening, none of them were around anymore. So I, I spent my time with these these strangers who were all lovely people. And there's just a thing about traveling. You know, you if you're traveling alone, you, you're just going to find people. You're going to connect with them in a really unique way, you know, a little bit quicker than if you were to meet them in your regular everyday life. And, and that's what the song's about. This is Sarah Hiltz with the song How to Pour Whiskey for Strangers. And you can find it on her 2017 album, Beauty in the Blue. And you're listening to Folk Roots Radio. And I'm Jan Hall. Nighttime fell hours ago Black ticket landscape against a sapphire glow I sitting still but somehow moving Through tunnel darkness towards moonlight I guess that means I lost a bet I owe someone somewhere Unpayable debt. I guess the night has many faces, and some of them must put me through my paces. I'm staring into faces that I don't know. Come on, look me in the eyes. I need to feel somebody's soul. I can see you keep your secrets hidden underneath that hat. Won't you tell me? share another drink to pass the time I'll share my whiskey like you shared your wine rice moves over rougher edges of rocky mountains and conversations I measure the weight by rhythm hold horizontally for so long I make it equal by the sound Stop the board Before you hear this note's gone I'm staring into faces That I don't know Come on, look me in the eyes I need to feel somebody's soul I can see you keep your secrets hidden I'm staring into 
Sarah Hiltz with How to Pour Whiskey for Strangers. Sarah's our special guest live in the studio for Folk Roots Radio today. That song is from her 2017 album Beauty in the Blue, which was recorded based on songs that she wrote while traveling on the Canadian. I think that's the train mm-hmm. between Toronto and Vancouver. Yeah. How many times have you ridden the train? Um, It's four or five. Yeah. Not a ton, but it's four days each time, and that every time it's just really impactful. <laughs> and it's always just one way, and then you fly back. Is that the? Yeah, that's what I've always done. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you find it um, wearing at all? You know, having to. You know, I think you play what two or three shows uh, a, day? a day. Yeah, yeah. It it can be. I the last time I did it, I had a cold, so that was really tough because the train is quite loud, actually. So it's hard to project. You just have to kind of snatch your moments of rest in there. And that there's there's lots of, of quiet time with nothing much going on. So it, it is tiring, but it, it balances out, I feel like. It's de- it definitely balances The mountains balance it out. <laughs> you moved to Toronto from Chatham. I did. For your career. Mm-hmm. Um, you recorded your last album, Beauty in the Blue, in 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are your plans for this year as far as your music is concerned? Yeah, this year I would really like to do a lot of playing. I, I didn't really perform much while I was working on the album, and I really miss uh, sharing songs with people in person. So I'm going to be playing a lot more through the summer and fall, and uh, I'm working on booking some dates out towards eastern Canada because I haven't ever played east of Montreal before. So I'd really like to make a visit out there since I've done the western side so many So times. maybe take the Montreal-Halifax yeah, exactly. Think, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm going to look into that. Yeah, uh, and I'm hoping to play in each of the maritime provinces. Yeah. yeah, you you mentioned your you know the fact that when you um you're warming up, you might improvise with some jazz, and there is clearly jazz leanings in your music. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm curious as to whether you think you know over time you'll get more into the jazz side of things, or whether you'll stay closer to the folk tradition. Again, I mentioned that one of the things that came through on that last record was the desire to be a little experimental. There's mm-hmm. some ambient sections to, to some of the songs. You any idea where you think your music will take you? Um, I mean, I don't want to limit myself for sure. I think, I think the thing I've, I feel the most connected to about, about songwriting and sharing it with people is kind of the storytelling and how that, how that affects the listener and how that can impact them and their lives. So I feel like sometimes that might be, that that can happen in a jazz world. And I, I feel like sometimes improvising can communicate something that you can't really find words to communicate. So um, 
it's possible, but I'm, I wouldn't call myself like a true blue jazz musician, but you know, I, I haven't, I'm not a monster player. <laughs> I don't, I don't know all my scales and everything, but yeah, I would, you know, I'm sure that for myself, I, I'd still like to grow and learn more. I was just, I was just trying to learn about the altered scale a couple months ago in a new song that I wrote and it had to had to step away from it because I'm like that I can't actually create a melody over this particular scale yet I don't have the the skill for it yet but I I mean I'm, I'll definitely explore it even just for myself I'll I'll continue exploring jazz you're playing live solo for us today <laughs> uh, tell us a little bit about the the live experience are you usually solo for those two or do you play with a a duo trio or uh, a band? I occasionally I play with uh, a trio or quartet, depending on on whether I have a bass player available. Dave Puzak, who plays guitar uh, all over the album, he he also plays bass with me. If uh, you know, if we're gonna just work with a smaller group, and my husband Jordan Michaelis plays drums with me. So I mean, that's an iteration I really really enjoy because I've known Dave for so long, and and then uh, my husband also is really. Uh, you know, obviously <laughs> living together, he hears the songs before anybody else does. And then I usually send them to Dave. So the, the two of them, I feel like understand my songwriting better than, you know, most people do. And so it's really fun to create music with them because they we're kind of all, you know, centered around a common goal of what we're trying to express through the music. So I, I do usually prefer if I can to play with a group but I end up playing solo a lot. Because of the logistics, and the logistics. especially with travel. Exactly. Yeah. Your husband, is he a, a rock drummer or is he a jazz drummer? Or does he is he, you know, comfortable in a lot of different styles? Um, he I would say is more more of a a rock drummer with a with a jazz interest. He's taken some some jazz lessons, but but started out in the rock world. Yeah. Do you see yourself collaborating with anyone else down the road as from the point of view of writing, I mean, is that something you've considered? Yes, yeah. Um, I'm just, I'm just trying to explore it now. I actually, it makes me really nervous <laughs> because I don't know what other people do in their their own creative processes. So I think that that's really held me back in the past because I'm nervous to 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 look like I don't know what I'm doing or something. <laughs> well, you know, from people like myself, I just look and say, oh, isn't that amazing? Isn't that right. amazing? Because, you know, one of the things, because I, I do so many interviews, one of the things I love is is hearing people talk about not just what they've done and how much fun they had in the studio or on tour, but I always love to hear, you know, mm -hmm. what are the future plans? What are the, you know, yeah. how are you going to stretch? Because that's one of the things that yes. always comes through yeah. when you talk to creative people. It's always, you know, how can I you know, yes. push my boundaries a little further and what yeah, I'm comfortable Yeah, exactly, with. exactly. I've been, I've been meeting with some other songwriters in Toronto occasionally, just, just one, like one-on-one -on -one and sharing what new things we've been working on and kind of, even if it's not a finished song. And that's something I usually don't do. I'm, I don't usually show somebody a song until it's finished. So I feel like that was the first step for me to be willing to, you know, play something for someone that's unfinished and be willing to take feedback on that um, is sort of the first step to me to be ready to collaborate on songwriting because I'd really like to do that. Well, it's been great to have you join us today. If people want to learn more about your music, how can they do that? I'm on Spotify and Apple Music, Google Play. Uh, so you can stream the album there for sure. You can order it on my Bandcamp page and I'm on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and 
all the places, and I'd love to connect with people. You're obviously a modern musician. Very adjusted <laughs> to the the musical world we live in today. Yes, I'm an old soul doing my best no. to be with the times. <laughs> yeah. And you have your website. What is your website address again? SarahHiltz.com. SarahHiltz.com. It's Hiltz with a Z, H-I-L-T-Z. That's great. It's been mm. great to have you join us. We have time for one more song. Right. What are you going to play for us? I'm going to play What We Leave Behind. The song is uh, about a woman I met who who had a lot of struggles and obstacles put in her in her path in life and uh, she wasn't somebody that I knew very well so there wasn't really anything I could tangibly offer um, to make it better but uh, I feel like sometimes love uh, I, I don't know love conquers all I try to really believe that so I wrote this song about that Sarah Hiltz, it's been an absolute pleasure having Thanks, you join Jen. us in the studio today. This is Sarah Hiltz with a live version of What We Leave Behind from her 2017 album, Beauty in the Blue. And you're listening to Folk Roots Radio. And I'm Jan Hall. And thanks again. Thanks, Jan. Nothing I can do and do